It's Saturday, May the 23rd, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, China's Hong Kong plans draw ire and a Pakistani airliner crashes. First, the week in brief. Global criticism of China's plans to impose expansive national security laws on Hong Kong continued to mount, with Mike Pompeo, America's Secretary of State, calling the move a death knell for the city's autonomy. Britain ceded its former colony in 1997, and China guaranteed its autonomy until 2047. But the new laws would introduce mainland-style surveillance and secret police. A Pakistan International Airlines aeroplane with 99 people on board crashed in a residential area of Karachi. The aircraft had taken off from Lahore. At least 76 people have reportedly died. It is feared that number may rise. Pakistan had just resumed domestic flights after a coronavirus lockdown. The cause of the crash is unknown. India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi visited the state of West Bengal to see the damage caused by Cyclone Ampan, which hit the area on Wednesday. 80 people were killed in the state and 16 more in neighbouring Bangladesh. Large tracts of land remain underwater. Mr Modi pledged 10 billion rupees, $132 million, to help victims. Argentina defaulted on its sovereign debt for the ninth time in its history. The country, weighed down by inflation and a recession made worse by coronavirus, failed to make a $500 million interest payment. However, the government said it is making progress in its effort to restructure $66 billion worth of foreign debt. Britain borrowed £62 billion, $75.5 billion in April, the highest monthly figure on record, £51 billion more than in the same month last year. The soaring cost of helping the economy through the pandemic accounted for most of the debt. The furlough programme alone cost £14 billion. The month was also disastrous for retailers. Sales volumes fell by 18% in March, another record. A study of hydroxychloroquine showed that coronavirus patients who took it had a higher risk of dying than those who did not. President Donald Trump has said he has been popping the anti-malarial pill to ward off COVID-19. The study, results of which were published in The Lancet, involved 96,000 patients from six continents. And Alibaba reported a surge in first quarter earnings as shoppers moved online to buy essentials and other products during the coronavirus lockdown. The Chinese e-commerce giant's overall revenues climbed to 114.3 billion yuan, $16 billion, up by 22% from the first three months of 2019. The results beat many analysts' expectations. And now, here's today's agenda. Hungry for more, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. The much-anticipated prequel to the Hunger Games series, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, went on sale this week. Its publication was one of the few not delayed by the COVID-19 pandemic. Suzanne Collins' original trilogy of young adult novels, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay and Catching Fire, became a worldwide sensation, earning comparisons to J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series. Miss Collins' books have sold more than 100 million copies. Four film adaptations starring Jennifer Lawrence took nearly $3 billion at the box office. The original series centred on the lives of downtrodden citizens on the road to revolution in a futuristic dystopia called Panem.
Now the prequel steps back 64 years to follow the early life of its villain, President Coriolanus Snow. This pivot from good to evil has received mixed reviews from critics, but Lionsgate, the studio that filmed The Hunger Games, has already started on an adaptation, with Miss Collins as producer. The Art of Friendship, The Painter and the Thief Barbara is a struggling painter. Carl Bertil is a drug addict and petty thief. His latest crime was stealing two of Barbara's most notable paintings from an Oslo gallery. From these strange beginnings emerges a beautiful, twisted relationship captured by the perceptive eye of Benjamin Ree. The Painter and the Thief, a documentary which was released on Friday on Hulu, an American streaming service, is a character-driven tale of two damaged people who at first find solace in their unexpected friendship. Mr. Ree's sharp direction, which often shifts perspectives between his two protagonists, allows bigger ideas about the virtues and dangers of the artist-muse relationship to rise to the surface. This includes the way artists use narrative to make sense of their chaotic lives. In all, the film is a riveting work of non-fiction that asks profound questions about the nature of art without being too heavy-handed. It will be available to stream outside America soon. Opera Online, Glindborn's Summer Season It started with a barbed remark. In 1931, John Christie, an opera-obsessed landowner, unveiled plans to build a modest auditorium for amateur performances at his house in Sussex. His wife commented that with the cash he was prepared to pour in, for God's sake do the thing properly. Three years later, the first Glindborn Opera Festival opened. It now attracts aficionados from around the world. Unsurprisingly, COVID-19 has forced the cancellation of this year's summer season. Productions of Beethoven's Fidelio and Stravinsky's The Rake's Progress, with set designs by David Hockney, have been shelved. But this Sunday, Glindborn will instead start streaming a weekly production online, following similar initiatives by opera houses from Sydney to Vienna. Many, including Glindborn, rely heavily on donations and ticket sales. They face an uncertain future in the age of social distancing. Tomorrow's first instalment, Mozart's comedy The Marriage of Figaro, will offer opera lovers some light relief. Coloured Bleaching – Damaged Coral's Rainbow Display The bleaching of corals is a sorry symbol for the state of the Earth's oceans. The colourful marine invertebrates live in symbiosis with microalgae, a unicellular species that provides their spectacular hues. Bleaching happens when these tiny organisms come under stress and abandon their coral homes, leaving them white and wasted. But sometimes, instead of turning white, bleached corals become even more colourful. Why they do this was unknown until now. A study in current biology demonstrates that such colourful bleaching is a sign that corals are fighting to survive. In a controlled aquarium, scientists observed that as coral cells empty of microalgae, more light bounces around internally. The coral's natural pigments absorb this extra light, acting as a kind of sunscreen and encouraging the algae to return. Thus, some corals can restore themselves to health. This is a ray of hope after the devastating mass bleaching, the worst yet recorded in recent years. COVID Cricket Biosecure Series Few sports would seem as incompatible with the coronavirus era as Test Cricket. 
Matches are international, last up to five days and are played in series of several games. Yet the England and Wales Cricket Board, ECB, facing estimated losses of £380 million, $463 million if it fails to stage a full summer of cricket, has hatched ambitious plans to host biosecure series against the West Indies and Pakistan in July and August. There will be no crowds and the ECB has earmarked grounds with on-site hotels in Southampton and Manchester as the most suitable venues. To prevent infections, the touring sides will undergo two-week quarantines, zoning in hotels will reduce crowding and players will be tested regularly. The biggest strain may be on players' mental health. Cricketers are used to being away from home on long tours, but they usually get opportunities to relax. Matches under lockdown would be an entirely different sensation. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Carl Linnaeus, who was born on this day in 1707. Stones grow, plants grow and live, animals grow, live and feel. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.